the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The parsing that God is doing does not reflect a rejection of Israel, but a a rejection of failure. Pastor, what do you mean? God's not going to fail. He's not going to fail. He wasn't so desperate to have all those men that he knew were not really on his side. Told you he's not a politician. Told you he's not counting votes. Our God won't fail. He won't lie. He won't change. Pastor Jessica Stand opened up our program today with a very telling thought that we are going to explore in depth here today on Way of Grace. Welcome to our broadcast coming to you from Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. We're back in Judges chapter 7 verses 1 through 8. The message is called Gideon, Too Many for My Glory. We've seen the position for war, a sobering selection process and why. And as we pick up today, we're looking at the parsing of the unprepared. Determined to fight, so we came. Desperate to win, they stayed. Discerning in our posture because it's time. These are the sub-points we're exploring today. Join us. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast. Notice what he says in verse 4. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will do what? And I will do what? Try them. He's he getting ready to test them. Now, let me help you if you don't know your theology well. God isn't ignorant. He's not trying to find out something. Those are pagan gods. When God's trying you, it's him exposing what's in you. Do you guys understand that? Now, he's exposing what's in them for Gideon's good because God has already chosen to only have so many people roll with him. And I'm going to explain that too. I need to hurry up and get through this so I can explain two major things in closing. But God knows how many men he needs to fight this battle, doesn't he? In fact, let's take the need off and put the word won't. Because Jonathan said it in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6, whether there be few or many, God can win the battle. He doesn't need anybody. He's not a politician. He's not a patronizer. God doesn't modify and bend his law to get you to vote for him. He's not an egalitarian. He's not a postmodern, mythical, uh, desperate con artist. No, that's not the God we serve. No, he's already president. And you didn't choose him. And so the text lays it out like this as we go. In verse 7, he says, That I might try them there, and it shall be that whom I shall say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with you. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with you, the same shall not go. Is that pretty simple or what? So so here's what God says. No, this is kind of like uh, narrative language, narrative prose. It kind of reiterates terminology. God is saying the ones that I don't want to go, they're not going. 
the ones that I do want to go, those are the ones that are going with us, Gideon, flat out like that. Right, so he doesn't tell Gideon what the process is, what the methodology is, what the uh, discovery is. We're getting ready to see it now. This is for you and me. Are you ready? Right, so the points can be very clear. Notice what it says in verses five and following. So, so he brought down the people unto the water and the Lord said unto Gideon, everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shall you set by himself. Are we in separation mode again? Him shall you set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees. So there's a separation of the camp. We've been doing separation for weeks, haven't we? Because that's the nature of the gospel. That's the doctrine of election. It's separating the wheat from the chaff, the light from the darkness. It's so very important to see how this is working out. Now, notice what he says over in verse five. For he brought down the people there and, uh, and he told Gideon, I'm at verse six, I'm sorry. And the number of them that laughed, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all of the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink the water. Do you see that? All of the rest. So 300 out of 12,000, 10,000 is what? 900, 9,300, 97. All right. So now you got here an even greater division taking place. And the division has to do with these men, 10,000 men, watch this, exposing how they understood moving closer to the enemy. Now, I just want to make a few observations and show you the problem here. And the problem is ours as well. Right. So when you heard God divide the first two thirds that went back, 22,000, uh, 20,000 or so, those that went back, went back because as they moved down into the area where the well would be, they saw the enemy. Do you guys remember that? They saw the enemy. So on the hill, on the top of the hill where, where Gideon is gathering them together and telling them what's going on and they all doing the rah-rah stuff like you do before you go to war, as they moved closer to the enemy, they went, whoa, all them people? And the reason is because there were 120,000 Midianites, just Midianites. Not counting the Amalekites and the people from the east. Now, that's over 120,000 of them when there was only some uh, 32,000 Israelites. The proportion is significantly different, isn't it? And so that's why so many of them were fearful because they were doing a numbers game. And each man was way outnumbered. And that's because they were walking by sight and not by faith. Am I making some sense? Here's the reason why. Can I just teach a little bit longer? Here's the reason why. Because just two chapters earlier, when Barak is called to go to war against the Midianites, Barak gets tens of thousands of men to join him. Now, this here is also a principle. Watch this. The tens of thousands of men that joined Barak, and they were all from Naphtali and Zebulon as well, God didn't reject them. They fought the battle. So it's important for you to understand the axioms here. And, and axioms are important because axioms are fixed principles that God employs 
But every now and then, God will do what is called the exception to the rule. Okay? And so in our account today, we're not making an axiom out of God always reduces it down to a minuscule number to win a war. I've already told you he can win with many or with few. It wasn't the number here. It was the disposition of the heart. Are y'all hearing me? It had nothing to do with numbers. The Bible will tell us that the Lord comes with 10,000s of his saints, his angels, thousands and 10,000s times 10,000s, a number you cannot number. God is in the big numbers when you're on his side, when you are really on God's side. Now, when you are not on God's side, he knows he's got to drop you off somewhere at some time. Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. If you're not gathering with me, you're scattering. And I love you enough to leave you alone. Let you go back home and deal with the infamy of your divided heart. Maybe God will grant you repentance. After all, our account is not about salvation. Our account is about service in the kingdom. It's about preparing men. And I might use by analogy because the warfare is spiritual. Men and women who are willing to engage in the battle at a level of faith commitment to God that he can trust them in their post. Raise your hand if you got what I just stated. It's very important because people will often want to twist what I say. This is not about salvation. This is about service. All these people going back are ostensibly believers. Wow, pastor, believers are jacked up. This is not new around here. We talk about that all the time. This is not new around here. What we're talking about is God reducing in order to win the war so that his glory is not stolen by arrogant men who assume that if they win this war, they have the right to boast about it. But here's another problem. Hurry up, Jess. Here's another problem. Points, uh, point number three, subpoint A, B, and C. Let me get this d- done. They came determined to fight, so they came. But their determination to fight was inadequate, and therefore they had to be dropped off too. There's a group that were desperate to win, and so they stayed, didn't they? That's the group that we're dealing with now. But here comes the real division. It's called the discerning of our what? Because of the time. Now look at the text again. Go back to our verse because I want you to see how the verse works out. This would be uh, verse, uh, verse 6 and 7. Notice how verse 6 and 7. And the number of the people that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were how many? But all the rest of the people did what? Bowed down to the to their knees and drank the water. The distinguishing difference here is that 300 of them maintained war posture. They kept a sober mind and they understood that they were moving nearer to the enemy's camp. And it wasn't time to go swimming and doing backstrokes at the well of Harad. It wasn't time to get down on your face and drink so much water that you drop your weapons and make all kind of noise down the hill so the enemy could hear you. Y'all keeping up with me? You keeping up with me? Right. Because, see, you, you're carrying apparatus. You're carrying weapons. you got all kind of stuff. Oh, you run into the. Oh, thank you, Lord. <sighs> I can do that now with a good knee, good ankle, with, a, with a good hip. Right. Um, the war is over. The war is over. The war is over because they're not there for the glory of God, but for the lust of the flesh. They're there for what they can get out of it. Now, see, God tested them. Where did he test them? At the well of Harad. 
That's where he tested them. He allowed them to go down there where the fresh water was. And all they could think about was fulfilling the lust of their flesh. Y'all got that? God said to Gideon, these brothers don't have any idea of what they just did. They exposed the priority of their purpose for being there. Getting paid. Getting paid. 300 men did this. You guys got that? They went, got a little water, said, we got to keep going. We got to make progress. We got to keep creeping. We got to get up on our enemies so we can position ourselves to the battle. This is the Lord's battle. This is the Lord's battle. The Lord's going to win this battle. In fact, we already know the 300 that the Lord Jesus has gone before us. He is the captain of the Lord's army. He's the one with the sword in his head. He's already gone before us. All he wants us to do is intelligence. These men will not have to do anything but blow a trumpet and bust a picture and let the glory of the light shine. And we're not even there yet. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's very important. So under point number three, so I can wrap this up because we're here. The determination of our posture because his time requires us to be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion. Peter makes this very clear. The apostle has laid out in the book of Acts many times, as I am leaving you speaking to the church at Ephesus, I want you to know, as soon as I depart, grievous wolves will come in, not sparing the flock. Jesus said that in Matthew 24. Please know this. There will be many Christs, many false Christs, many false apostles, many false prophets that will deceive many. And that's been going on now for 2,000 years. You and I are in a warfare. We're in a serious battle. The parsing that God is doing does not reflect a rejection of Israel, but a rejection of failure. The parsing that God is doing does not reflect a rejection of Israel, but a a rejection of failure. Pastor, what do you mean? God's not going to fail. He's not going to fail. He wasn't so desperate to have all those men that he knew were not really on his side. Told you he's not a politician. Told you he's not counting votes. Our God won't fail. He won't lie. He won't change. If he don't find somebody to do it, he'll do it himself. He rejected failure, not the people of God. Am I making some sense? And sometimes he'll reject you because he's rejecting failure because you're not ready for the task that he's calling you to. God speak to us. You're still saved, but you got to go back to boot camp. The other thing is go back home because... If a man not, is not capable of actually providing for his own household, how is he going to fight the Lord's battle for the larger kingdom? Do y'all see that? It's so very clear. So very clear. It's, let, let me just say one more thing in closing, because all of the, the uh, defection largely was around fear, wasn't it? This one is around lust, but the other one is fear. I just want to say a few more things in closing around fear, because fear is something that God takes seriously. Fear is something that God takes seriously. You've heard it in the book of the Revelation, chapter 21, where God says the fearful and the unbelieving will have their part in the lake of fire. Isn't that what he says? Fear. You don't play with fear. 
Right, because here's what fear is. Fear is a mental gymnastic compromise on the fact that God has told you who he is and what he does and what he can do and what he can't do and what he won't do and what he will do. And God has revealed his sovereignty to us. And God has laid out his love to us in Christ. Fear should never, ever be an element in our decision making. Not with a God who shows himself so mightily on our behalf. That's why I share with you, God didn't give us that spirit. Am I making some sense? Well, now, listen carefully, because you need to work through fear, because you will never, ever reach the height of your calling and purpose while you are trapped by fear. You're saved if you're born again, if you're a child of the living God. But you will walk in defeat if you cater a relationship with fear as these men did. Am I making some sense? Right. It's just true. Hurry up and get it, children of God. Because in order to advance in the purposes of God, you have to be ready to deal with the divisions that come between husbands and wives and and, and children and parents and fathers and sons and mothers and daughters. That's what Jesus said. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. We have to believe that those temporary divisions can bring about permanent unity when you stand up for the glory of God, even against your own flesh and blood. See, don't nobody want to hear what I'm talking about today. So I'm way over. I'm way over. Don't nobody want to hear this. But the gospel wouldn't be here today right now if men and women didn't rise to the level of those imperatives given to Christ. You're going to follow me. You got to be ready for division. Now, the sad thing about what was going on is that those men and women operating out of fear was what one author calls the shock of freedom. So I'm going to make an application because it fits right where we are. It's called the shock of freedom. It's the idea that you being so used to being in bondage, in captivity, in slavery, and somebody else telling you what to do, giving you policies, tyrannical policies, controlling policies, dictating to you where you can go, setting the parameters of your joy, even telling you what to say, otherwise they'll cancel you like they do me every week. They must get a real joy out of doing that with PJ. Because somehow they they just imagined that I'm going to get up here and say something else. That's insane. The shock of freedom is when a people are told you're free and you don't know how to walk in it. So the story was told about the revolution that was taking place in uh, in Algeria. And, and, and the French were colonizing the culture. And there was one teacher who was a kind of medium between the French Revolution colonizing all these Algerians and him wanting to actually teach the little kids English. But his school happened to be uh, strategically set up in a point where the soldiers would take the Algerian slaves and take them through his school to actually send them to prison. So you can imagine over time, this man's conscience is bothering him because he knows a lot of the prisoners being taken as Algerians by the French were not guilty of a crime. 
But now he has to be complicit in that crime. Y'all saw some of that over the last two years. Complicit in the crime. You didn't agree with it, but you're complicit. You're complicit because your mouth is shut. You're complicit because you don't want to pay the price. Am I making some sense? Stay with me. And so after a while, it just started getting to this teacher. He says, enough. I've seen too many young people, too many kids. I know all these people not guilty. And they're running them through my school. Now, he knew that there was a passageway to actually help them escape. So as his heart was bothering him about being complicit, he started setting up packages because they'd have to keep the prisoners there overnight. And he would actually feed them. And then he would give them the opportunity of sneaking out before the guards came the next day to take them to prison. Say, now here's the path. One path leads back home. The other path leads to prison. If you lead now, you can go back to freedom. So the story is told of one man that came in and the teacher was just absolutely beside himself, didn't really want to help him, but he decided to help him. They had to stay there all night and they talked. And the teacher now has sympathy on him and says, you know what? I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to give you a thousand francs. I'm going to show you where the pathway is. And as they went out to the pathway, the prisoner turned and said to the teacher, don't let me go. Don't let me go. I'm too afraid to go back out there. Don't let me go. He didn't know how to handle freedom. Because freedom comes with responsibility. It comes with choice making. It comes with having to pay the price. That's what it comes with. He said, please don't, don't put before me that path or this one. Tell me I'm a slave. Because you see, when you're told you're a slave, then you get the excuse of acting like one. And what the author of the book was teaching is the shock of freedom. See, when men and women are liberated, they have to figure out how to be free people. Now, Israel was liberated, weren't they? By an outstretched hand and a mighty arm, weren't they? I am the Lord that redeemed you out of Egypt. And now they're acting like the slaves they were when they were in Egypt. Am I making some sense, ladies and gentlemen? So now you understand why God could only use 300 men. It's because they acted like free men. Free men. Under the headship of God and the crown rights of Jesus Christ. And they knew that what they were doing was actually regaining their own inheritance. So goes the story. And by application to you and me, what battles are we fighting? What position has God called you to? What post has he set you up at? Pastor, I don't know. Are you a man? You ought to know. Are you a father? You ought to know. Are you a husband? You ought to know. Pastor, I don't know. Are you a woman? Really? You better figure that out. (laughs) 
And are you a wife? Do you know what that means? Most women don't, even in the church. They don't know today. Are you a mother? Do you know what that means? Are you a sister in Christ? Are you children under parents that love you and have taught you the truth as it is in Christ? You have a post. You have a water fight. You have a God to glorify. You have a truth to proclaim. Are you playing church? Amen. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 6.30. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace Bible. Dot com or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible. And again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.